this is going to be a continuation of the last episode. And if you didn't check out that last episode, the short of it is that I've had some realizations, some kind of internal shifts and some some feelings that I really want to, you know, do things on my own terms that, that be a little bit less about the hustle and the grind and more about um, slowing down for lack of a better word. And I gave credit to my friend Joe Sanok for teaching me how to slow down in the first place at Slowdown School, which happens every summer in Michigan through practiceofthepractice.com. Um, but, you know, it's it's just the constant grind, the constant reaching and overextending that I really wanted to to address through um, through the podcast and through these episodes. So um, that that's kind of the shift that's going on. That's the shift that's going on, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I think um, it's a good look for, for me. Um, there are those shows that are going to be really heavy hitting and fast paced. And there's, um, there's even episodes in this show that are like that. But for now, um, kind of making, uh, making a bit of a pivot again. And, um, it's a pivot in, in the right direction for me. I think that's what it's all about today. So I'm going to come into some of these episodes like this with a really loose theme or idea of where we're going. So it might feel a bit a bit like improv at times. Um, I might start doing animal impressions, namely chickens, horses. Um, might impersonate famous therapists or psychiatrists of the world. Um, there's just no telling. But for now, I wanted to talk about my idea of success and see if we can kind of define that today. I think success is, um, my current working definition of it is really about owning your time and owning your life. Uh, If you don't listen to Tim Ferriss or haven't read The 4-Hour Workweek, that would be a great place for you to start. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Um, That book is exactly what it sounds like. It's about Tim's way of showing you how to create uh, a life where you can work four hours a week and spend the rest of it doing precisely what you want to do. And then you might go, well, work is what I want to do. I want to be a therapist. I want to, you know, I want to be with my clients. I want to be helping people. That's great. Um, you, you can and, and should do that. And at the same time, um, there's got to be more to life than work. Right. Uh, I'm also going to be more informal, I think, in these episodes or in these solo episodes, just where I can kind of stretch my legs a bit. And, um, you know, I've worked really hard in the past while to automate a lot of things in my life and get more help. So my teams have been expanding quite a bit. And I've got, you know, a handful of people working, working for me and working with me uh, along the way. And so right now, my assistant, Kat, is asking, should I put noise and hum reduction on the last podcast episode that was recorded? And I'm going to say no. I'm just going to be rude and type that while I'm recording here so that can get done. Because uh, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to be less of a bottleneck for my business, less of a bottleneck, uh, meaning things that need to get done, they end up bottlenecking around you. And so you might think about how you are the bottleneck for your business and how to change that. 
Um, and you might go down this path of automation and uh, find that there's a lot you could do to run a better business and obligate yourself less. So I think that goes back to um, this idea of success. And I'm going to avoid talking numbers today when we think about success because I think that's probably the first thing that goes through your mind or went through your mind. And I don't, I, I think we have to go deeper than that. You know, I think, um, if you're going to talk about money, you have to talk about what it represents and what it really enables you to do. So, um, in, in reality, like having more time or sorry, having more money, um, should, and probably for a lot of people means you have more time, maybe, Maybe or maybe not. Maybe uh, if you're working 50 hours or you're working for a big company or whatever it is, you've got a boatload of money, but you've got no time. So what is true wealth, right? What is, what is true wealth? Especially when you think about kind of the, the things in your life that you can't get back or the money or the, the, the time with people that you can't get back or the opportunities or to watch your kids grow up, uh, whatever it is that you, you, you can't get that part back. So I think the risk in life is working your whole life with one idea of what success is and never really turning back from that. And so most people, it's going to be accumulation of wealth. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not above this. I'm really not. I'm really just as human as you are, just as human as the next person, the next business person or entrepreneur or therapist but, um, but I'm working on it, you know, and I'm figuring it out as I go and I've got a lot of learning and growing and growing up to do, but, um, there's, and there's research on this where if you, uh, if you accumulate a certain amount of wealth, it statistically doesn't make you happier. Um, you just level off and at some point it actually could make you unhappier. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I'm all about. I'm trying to not get too rich. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's that's why I like to stay limited, stay in a certain income bracket. No, I'm kidding. But uh, but yeah, it's it's you'd be grabbing at straws if you if you just had income goals and that's it. So when I sit down with people for coaching, I sit down with therapists. One of the first things we do is. Um, we do this four quadrant system, shout out Kelly Higdon, hashtag Kelly Higdon, hashtag Zinni me. Um, this four quadrant system for planning and visioning. And I think this has a lot to do with success. This, this, this exercise, this tool has a lot to do with your definition of success. So I can walk you through it. Top left of this quadrant, you're going to write five years. Uh, top right is one year. Bottom left would be three months. And then bottom right would be this week. So in that five-year section, you're going to write down goals and kind of your vision for where you want to be in five years. And this can and should include lifestyle goals, right? So if it's I'm working two days a week and I'm living in Mexico, um, you know, on the beach, then that's what you should write. And if there's an income goal within that that enables you to do that, then write that as well. Um and then maybe in the one-year goals, it's, okay, in order to hit that, what do I need to do within the next one year? Um, maybe I need to grow my team bigger or smaller or s- establish a new revenue stream, right, or automate something. Um, then you go down to three months and you go, okay, so maybe automation has a lot to do with that section or 
um, some type of growth or accomplishment or setting up a new kind of event or getting a podcast sponsorship. And then in the this week section, you know, that little part of the quadrant, you're going to be figuring out what you need to do this week to, um, to advance. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, she taught this, this tool, um, to me and, uh, it's been invaluable. And so I, I teach it to other, other people that I work with, other business owners, and it's fantastic. I've, I'm staring at mine right now. I've got it on a dry erase board in front of me. And uh, I look at it every day, changes every day, or every couple of days. And what happens is uh, I've got these, you know, one and five year goals. And those one year goals, I tend to hit them in about a month or two. And I kid you not, when you, when you have them up there, um, I never knew how important goal setting was really until the past year or two. But when you have them up there like that and you're looking at them every day, something happens where you just kind of unconsciously start heading in that direction more than you were before. And maybe in your mind, you know, you have an idea of like this wellness center, or this private, this, you know, group practice or this long-term travel or whatever it is. But until you, I think you put it on paper or put it on white off board, you know, it's, it's hard to really, it's hard to really know how you're going to get there and, and whether or not you're getting there and what are the steps that are right in front of you um, to get there and how are they connected to that five year, one year, et cetera. So I think it's really neat to, to have that. And I think it forces you to really sit down and look at what you think success is. Um, I don't think success is working more. I don't really think anyone needs to work more or at least probably no one listening to this podcast really needs to work more and be like, yeah, I think I need to work 30 more hours a week, you know, and hit that 60 hour a week mark. Uh, I think that's what I need. That's my goal. Um, yeah. Who doesn't want to work less, but make more money. So I, you know, there's ways to do that. There's a lot of ways to, to get there, but, um, you know, just don't go after it blindly. Don't just go after it without um, any real purpose, you know, or any idea of what it's for. If there's an income goal, what is it for? You know, is it for a new car? Or is it to really unlock some kind of lifestyle or to get some time back or to get your health back? Um, that sounds like success to me. I'd rather have a little less money and a lot more time than more money and less time than I have now. So I'm already, I'm constantly trying to work less. And it's hard. It's really hard. Um, when I was running my, my private practice in San Francisco, it was my first practice. Um, you know, I worked a full-time job like most, most people will do in building a practice. Uh, I worked, you know, 40 plus hours a week at an agency and then uh, was building my practice on the evenings and weekends. You know, a lot of long nights learning this stuff the hard way and learning uh, learning websites and logos and SEO and AdWords and all this stuff that, that will make you pull your hair out now. And um, I couldn't really see where it was going, right? Or I couldn't see that what it was doing was shaping me into kind of what I do now, like shaping me into um, a, a leader, you know, for therapists and for for entrepreneurs. So, um, but there was a time where that was, that's where I was at. That's where I started. And I eventually worked my way into just working in private practice. I made that jump. It was a big, scary jump. 
And, uh, but, but at that point I started to really own my time. And, and when it was just me seeing clients for a set fee and X amount of slots per week, um, it was, it was really fantastic. It was very clean. It was very smooth. And I worked about three and a half days a week. You know, I think I probably had about 20 slots, 25 slots at the most, maybe 20 full fee. And, um, that was the life, you know, that was the life because, um, because I had kind of made it. I felt like I had arrived a bit, but I also figured, I also kind of felt like, well, what's next? And that's what kind of led me down this path now of, um, of, you know, coaching and marketing and, um, uh, and owning a digital marketing company and kind of trying to recreate, uh, or create more businesses and more systems. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in that kind of phase of, of grinding and hustling now again, but I'm seeing that light again at the end of the, tu- at the, end of the tunnel, that light of working less, but still earning more. So, you know, I look at it more nowadays of kind of planting gardens for, 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 to bear fruit. Um, but you know, when I look back at that time in San Francisco, I realized that I've, I was truly rich, you know, I was truly rich because I truly owned my time. And at 1230 on a Wednesday, I was out playing tennis and you know, drink an espresso, um, and, and not making a ton of money by any means, but, 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 you know, making it work and feeling happy and feeling like I had, I had arrived, right. It was making a lot more than I would have than I ever did at the agency and worked half the time. So, um, that was magical and that was success to me. Um, and I've gone down this other path that I'm on now, you know, and, and so I think figuring out what success looks like now is going to be a bit different. It is a bit different now. It looks like a, it's on a bigger scale. Uh, I think more about my legacy now. I think more about, um, you know, owning multiple businesses and really investing, um, what I, you know, what I can accomplish from those, uh, those businesses into other businesses or other ideas or just literal investments. Um, so that, that's kind of the road I'm on now, but also really wanting to get back to that, that time and that, that life of truly owning, um, owning my days. Cause I think that's what it's all about. And I think that's what private practice is all about. And maybe you started for that reason. Maybe you started down this path because you thought tired of working the agency job or the hospital job and I want to really own my time again. But you might look at where you are now and just think, am I, am I there? Is that, am I actually there or am I just working more now? Am I working two jobs and, or do I kind of like working tirelessly or am I avoiding something in my life by working tirelessly or by still working two jobs, even though my, you know, maybe your partner tells you they think you should quit one and we'll, we'll figure the money out, whatever it is. So, um, think about why you're doing it. You know, maybe you're already successful. Maybe you've already arrived, you know, or maybe we never arrive. Maybe we're all always a work in progress. Um, my uh, someone I look up to, Donald Miller, um, storybrand.com. Um, he also wrote a, a book that was transformational for me years ago, Blue Like Jazz. Um, but anyway, I met Donald Miller really briefly a few years ago. It's fan- fantastic. But he runs a, a really big, you know, digital marketing branding agency now, whereas he used to be an author and he made this big leap and it's it's amazing. It's inspirational. But uh, he wrote somewhere that you should aim to peak when you're 60 or 65. 
or 70. So if you look at your life that way on this trajectory, then you're probably right on track. You're building and building and building slowly because if you arrive too soon, um, you, then you've really got to figure out what's next. You know, where do I go from here? If I've made all the money I want to make, now what? And I think I, I, I see people end up there and I think there's an emptiness there and you've got to figure out now what, and it's a hard question to answer for yourself. Whereas right now you probably know what your now what is, you know, it's keep building that business, you know, keep building that practice or get that podcast off the ground or whatever it is. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to, to talk about this stuff without using the cliche of like, you know, just enjoy the journey or, you know, be the journey that you're on. But maybe that's part of it, you know, and I, str- I certainly struggle with that for sure. But trying to work on that more, trying to enjoy that journey and trying to see that at, at the same time, I have long way to go and I've also achieved a lot. So I've already arrived and yet, well, I'll never arrive. And so maybe it's more about just being more okay with that and realizing you have a, you have a lot of smaller arrivals along the way in your life. And going back to that four quadrant, maybe you just figure out what is the next arrival for me? Maybe in that one year goal, it is six figures or it is what, whatever that goal is, right? Or it is working four days a week. And you hit that and you go, cool, I had this, this, this small arrival, one of many arrivals in my life. And so slow down and celebrate those arrivals. You know, otherwise you're just going to, you're not going to acknowledge it. You're not going to really get the psychological reward and you're just going to keep working tirelessly for what? So, um, that's probably it for now. We've got about 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, if you're still sticking around, you know, for this episode and for the last episode, that means you're probably doubling down and you're liking these episodes. So let me know if you are, because I think, uh, like I said last time, this style just makes a lot of sense to me right now with where I'm at. And um, it's easier for me, but I feel like I can also still deliver a lot and maybe it's more organic. And there will be times for those other episodes that are the five minutes talking about SEO tips and I've got my notes and my strategies and whatever. And that'll be there. That'll always be there. But um, this is where I'm at, you know, and it feels successful to me right now. It feels like success because I'm really doing it on my own terms and I'm, I'm making an episode right now that is really on my own terms and it's, it, it feels like it's more for me, but also a lot of people I think can still benefit from it. So best of both worlds. So let me know what you think you know, get in touch for sure. John at privatepracticeworkshop.com. It's an email address for you. Uh, find me on Facebook, wherever. But um, but yeah, so I, I mentioned this last time, but we've got a YouTube channel. Check that out as well. We'll put the link in the show notes here. Um, but check that out. Private Practice Workshop is on YouTube, uh, dropping one video per week there. Um, I think it's going to be really great. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Let me know if I can support you. Um, I hope you are having a great week and that you can make it even better. And I will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.